Hello out there, this is Troy from Universal Diner. Thank you for joining me in what is a bit of an experiment today. This is a mini solo cast. Yes, I am sitting alone at the diner. Uh, however, uh, the diner today is in Mexico. So in addition to the background noise that you may hear, know that the food is delicious, the service is warm and friendly, and all is well. I want to present the topic of money today and more broadly the financial system. I'm going to pose questions. I may well be provocative and surely some of my own judgments about the whole thing are going to come into play here. Um, I do this in part so that you too tune into what is important to you, how you see it, what your values are, and also to perhaps bring forth uh, whatever shadow might exist uh, in regards to your relationship with money. I know that I have one. So let me just start where I start here in no particular order of importance. Uh, I grew up relatively poor. We did not have a lot of money and furthermore, it was an issue within the family. It was a source of stress. Uh, there was some us and themness, and I grew up feeling separated from the relative wealth of my country uh, and not included in the privileges that uh, people with money seem to share, and with a kind of a simplistic orientation to money, you know, like uh, poor people are sort of noble and good, and rich people are inherently bad. I'm not saying that my perspective has changed a whole lot. There is plenty of evidence out there to support that kind of mindset. Um, but of course, my whole relationship with it has become uh, more evolved and sophisticated uh, with time. At the very least, I have more experience with it. So I've had this somewhat unhealthy relationship with money. While at times I've had a flow of money, while at times I've been comfortable and had a little extra and often not had to think about it so much, um, at other times uh, I've not had much. Uh, lean times have come uh, very often. And that's partly due to my own uh, stewardship of money. You know, when I have it, I tend to spend it. I haven't thought ahead for the future much. And I've just kind of trusted that I will have what I need when I need it. And looking back, more or less, overall, that is my relationship with money. That is what has happened. Um, but in not engaging in any kind of wealth acquisition and not sort of like ensuring that I always have some kind of like buffer and not trying to sort of invest or build wealth to speak of through time. It has been inconsistent. And when the well runs dry, when the pipeline is clogged, uh, things run out quickly. So I'm just saying all of this in part to kind of own my own imbalances and imperfect relationship with the concept. That said, that said, there are certain common beliefs about money that I hear out there that I do not resonate with, that on a heart and soul level that I simply cannot accept. I can accept people believe it, but I can't really buy into it. One of the things is money is energy. I don't think money is energy. What we invest in the concept of money 
is energy in part, but as an abstract concept, money doesn't contain any energy in and of itself. That's how I see it for the most part. Also, while I don't believe money is inherently evil, what it does is it represents debt. It doesn't represent wealth. It represents debt. This is also something that, um, you know, I see. Uh, and as such, um, the acquisition of it simply represents um, your slice of the pie that you are not sharing with other people. On that note, let me just express this. At one end of the spectrum, as it were, is the idea that all of us have just as much right. Let me start over. All of us have just as much right to be here as anyone else. And as such, we all deserve, to use that word, to share in whatever is here. That to me seems like the natural order of things. That represents living in your heart, in your soul, and in the spirit. At the other end of the spectrum, if we were to put things on a spectrum, there is this idea that wealth needs to be earned and only the privileged few deserve it. And if I'm wealthy, it's because I'm special and the rules don't apply to me. And by the way, there are so many studies out there that show that the wealthier you are, the more privileged you are in a socioeconomic way, the more you believe that the rules don't apply to you and that you deserve it and that you're special and that you're different than other people, you're better than other people. That's not just my opinion, that's study after study. So again, there's that end of, of the spectrum. Um, that to me seems to be uh, a reflection of indulging in the illusion of separation uh, rather than uh, enjoying and expressing the, the connection that we have to the all that is, right? A realization in part that we're all one, we're all on this together, here we are on this little planet, we don't really know what's going on, no one's really sure of what the deal is, and so because we don't have any better idea, let's take care of each other. Now, some would call that communism, some would call that, you know, sort of, uh, more provocative terms, uh, in a sense it is uh, communism perhaps, but I'm not particularly interested in labels. It's more like, here we are, again, let's take care of each other, let's share what's here, and let's make sure that we're all as okay as we can be. So here are some of my perspectives on, on money. But then again, as I said earlier, more broadly, there is the entire financial system of which money is sort of the lubricant or the fuel. The whole thing is set up to inherently, and, and by the financial system, I'm basically talking about capitalism and I'm basically talking about late, late stage capitalism and uh, what is increasingly becoming hyper capitalism. So, the current reality is that the financial system is set up, again, capitalism, to take advantage of an underclass. In fact, to by necessity, to involve an underclass so that a privileged few, and I use that term privilege loosely, I'll circle back to that in a bit, but so that a privileged few can enjoy more and more and more of the wealth. 
I just heard a startling statistic recently, and there are many statistics like this, and I urge you to Google them and consider them if this resonates with you at all. 66 individuals, that's right, 66 people now control over half the world's wealth. That is astonishing. A tiny collection of multi-billionaires now own, as it were, half of the world's wealth. That is astonishing. That is the opposite of sharing. Furthermore, the bottom, quote unquote, the bottom half of humanity, the poorest people, as it were, the poorest half of humanity, that's almost 4 billion people, own just 0.75% of the world's wealth. That's right, less than 1% for half of the people. Now, no one can convince me that that is fair in any kind of reasonable, just world, any kind of decent stewardship of the resources that are here. And while there are many different directions I can go, and I just want to acknowledge too that I'm sort of hyped up here as I share this. Again, this is unedited. This is just raw and off the top of my head. Um, I want to stay with this kind of intensity because it's a way that I can deliver this um, in a direct and passionate way. Uh, but I will just, I will wrap things up because it would be too easy to just pontificate here. Um, and again, I did promise a mini podcast, so uh, we'll go with that. <laughs> I will honor that promise. The idea of privilege is very interesting because within wealth, within wealthy people, I often sense an enormous poverty, a poverty of spirit, a disconnection that comes from isolation that comes from insulating yourself via material wealth that can take obvious form like walls but it also takes form of just separating yourself putting yourself in a nicer environment you go to the super fancy dentist's office not the guy in the trenches on the streets you know and um, in some countries this is a lot more obvious than others you know here in mexico for instance the disparity between rich and poor is even more glaring than it is uh, in the United States. So along with all these other um, impoverishments, if that's indeed a word, um, I see and experience a lot of ignorance, arrogance, entitlement in wealthy people. Again, they have the means to anesthetize themselves. And like many drugs, money can often numb us out. And I want to own my own relative privilege here. In virtually every way that you can conceive, I am one of the most privileged people, not only on the earth now, but in the history of the world, all things considered. Aside from not having much money, I pretty much have every default privilege you can imagine. And um, I won't list them because again, I'm inviting you to imagine them. So. Are the wealthy privileged or, in a sense, are they impoverished? Because even though survival consciousness takes up a lot of energy, it keeps you connected to the earth. It keeps you humble. It keeps you in the rhythm and flow of life. 
life that is as it exists, as it expresses itself, and as it is experienced by the vast majority of humanity. I'll leave things there for now. Not really a cliffhanger, but a, an abrupt ending. Thank you for listening. I hope this is of service to you, as we always hope our recordings from the diner are.